good evening. It's 7.12 p.m. on a Tuesday. Now, I'm going to talk about beauty. There's all types of beauty. When we're talking about women in breast cancer, or any type of cancer, but specifically breast cancer, women take pride in their appearance, okay? Um, and when you go through cancer of any sort, you go through so many different changes in your body or changes on the outside of your body. Like me, I used to have double fingernails and toenails from the radiation and chemotherapy. Just the side effect alone was there were these big bubbles on my nails. And then they, you would just peel them off and they would just come off. Same thing with my toenails. But my toenails never got back to normal. Now I have it fixed. But before that, they were just impossible. You know, from all that chemotherapy, there's a lot of changes. But let's talk about natural beauty. What do I mean by that? Well, for me, yes, my sister always says everyone looks good with makeup on. Well, yes and no. I always think that when women put makeup on their face, they're covering up their true self. And you're probably going to disagree on that. That's fine. That's your opinion. I like a little bit of makeup. I never was big on putting so much makeup on that I'm covering who I am. And that's what you're doing. You're covering your true self. So I only put on a little bit of blush, a little bit of lip gloss. I can't wear mascara. I can't wear um, eyeshadow because it irritates my eyes. So I think to myself, natural beauty is, I think, your true beauty that comes from within. And it shows on the outside versus, well, let's put on all this makeup and cover our face. Like if you see, have you ever noticed um, fashion magazines where they show models? They're always too made up. They got too much lipstick, too much blush, too much eyeshadow, too much mascara. You know, a little bit is fine, but when you overdo it, you're covering up who you are. It's like, why are you putting makeup over your face? That a man is not going to accept you as you are? Because if you're only looking for a woman with a beautiful face and she's got all of this makeup on, she is hiding her true identity. I never was big on cosmetics. And everybody, every time we would go out somewhere, my sister's like, why don't you just put a little eyeshadow and some, and some mascaras? Because number one, if I wear mascara, my eyes gonna start to water. And number two, the eyeshadow's gonna irritate me. So I just wear a little bit of blush, a little bit of blush, and a little bit of lipstick. Or lip gloss. I don't even like lipstick anymore. I like lip gloss, because it makes your lips shiny. But other than that, sometimes I don't wear makeup. Now lately when we've been wearing our mask, it's kind of hard to wear makeup because you're afraid that the makeup may smear onto your mask, you know? So the thing I want to make clear is this. I believe that the natural look I think is more beautiful than any type of makeup you could put on your face. I think sometimes women glorify themselves and put too much makeup on because they're hiding from who they really are. What's wrong with showing your natural self? What's going to happen if you show your natural self? Everyone's going to run from you? You know, I've always wanted to know why people have to put makeup on their face. What's the point of that? Why, why don't you reveal who you really are? Because when you put makeup on, it's like you're covering up yourself. I always tell people, be yourself. Why? Because if you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're a fake. I've touched upon that. I am my true self, whether you like it or not. And I can tell you, speaking from experience, it hasn't been easy. You know, I mean, growing up, if I can remember 
a time that I wore makeup to a job, very little. I didn't overdo it like some of these women did. I think, oh my God, she put so much lipstick. You can't see her lips. She put too much makeup on her face, too much eyeshadow, too much of everything. Now I'm looking at all these women on television. They overdo it with the makeup. Some of them have these funky colors for lipstick, like blue and green and pink. And I just like a little lip gloss to make my lips shiny. That I don't have full lips. And I've also seen women get lip injections. What's up with that? You know, when you overdo it, your lips become so fat, you can't even see your face. I think that's a very unhealthy. I look at a particular actress. Angelina Jolie had big lips. Her lips are huge. It's like you see the lips, but you don't see her face. What's up with that too? And I think women, I think, overdo it in, in, in terms of, well, I have to look beautiful for my man. Why can't your man accept you as you are? Why do you have to go to the extreme to do that? You know, some men don't like it when women wear makeup. When you wear too much makeup, you're covering who you are. It's like you're hiding your real self. What is underneath all that cakey makeup? See, I can't be bothered. Just a little is fine for me, even the natural look. But I get a lecture from my sister. Oh, well, you know, everyone looks good with makeup. Yes, but everyone also looks good without. You put on a little bit of like, you know, some kind of concealing powder, and then you put on a little bit of blush, and a little lip gloss, it's all you need. When you overdo it with makeup, it's like you're covering your true identity. I'm sorry, I just don't like women with too much makeup. I think they're like, they're overdoing it. And especially in today's society where women have to look so well for a man. Well, it depends on the man in your life. Some men like you as you are. And then other men couldn't care less if you wear makeup or not. Some men don't like it when you wear too much makeup. And some men do. It all depends on the guy you're with. But if they can't appreciate you for you and all they care about is how you look on the outside, then you're not with the right person. Sorry to say it. I mean, I'm looking at all these magazines, how they glorify women. They have these women that are so attractive with the thin bodies and all of this makeup on their face. But you're hiding your true identity. Why are you doing that? Show your true self. I sometimes wonder about that because it makes me, makes me think, do we really need to have makeup on ourselves? Think about that. Why do we need to make ourselves up? If we have someone in our life that loves us, he's going to love us no matter what. I don't like having too much makeup because I think I'm hiding my true identity. When I was going through my cancer, I had to wear a wig for my bald head. Now, I could have easily just went out bald, but I didn't want to scare any of the kids. That's the reason why. And I said to myself, you know what? It's only temporary, but your hair will grow back. It took a while. My hair did grow back, but it didn't grow back healthy like they said and didn't come back with different color. It came back gray. But I went to the beauty parlor and he made me look great. I always go to him for my hair because he always does. He always does a great job. He knows what I want, what style I'm looking for. He never disappoints. See, that's a good thing. But then you think that, you know, like when you go through cancer, they made, I remember they made, they, they, um, recommended a shop where they actually make wigs from human hair so it's like if you wear the wig it's like you have human hair on your head I said but I don't want a wig I want my own hair and there were times when I would went, went to work I couldn't wear the wig because it was uncomfortable and it was very very itchy and scratchy at nighttime I just took it off I said why can't I get bold I just put a little cap on my head and that's it so people will know a part of me was ashamed though to show my bald head in the neighborhood 
because they'll be like, oh my God, what's, what's up with that? Why'd you shave your head? And then they would figure out that I had an illness and I didn't want to go through the whole explanation. So I kind of just kept quiet. But now, not anymore. I mean, those were the days back then. And again, I was in my mid-30s, so I mean, who was I trying to impress? Nobody. <laughs> my ex didn't really care about me, so he's out of the picture. So the only thing that I can say is, accept the beauty that you have within you. Yes, I'm looking at these women now, there's just too much makeup on their face. What happens if you take out a little bit of the makeup? You're still gonna look beautiful, but you're covering your identity, you're covering your face when you have all this makeup on. What's up with that? Show your true identity. You know, nowadays people don't know how to become themselves. When I think of all the times of people telling me, you need to have makeup, you need to do this, you need to be this, you need to do that. I don't need to do or be anything. I am my own person. Accept me as I am or don't accept me at all. I'm tired of having to explain that to people. Why is that so difficult? Why? Because you think, when you look at someone, let's put it in this perspective. When you look at someone, you look at them from a different angle. That's why I say beauty is within the eye of the beholder. If I were to tell you how I really feel about makeup, I like my me just as I am, with or without. Now, if I have to go somewhere and I have to look my very best, or if I'm going to be on quote, where someone says, I want to take your picture, I'll put a little bit on. But I'm not going to overdo it. Because sometimes when you look at a picture of someone and you see them with too much makeup on, you're like, you're hiding something. You're hiding your identity. Why are you doing that? What's wrong with your true identity? I mean, everybody to me, all sizes, all shapes are beautiful to me. Even people with defects. Even people with flaws. Embrace your defects and your flaws. Don't hide from them. Because I've seen people say, well, I have this, or I have this, or I have that. So... What, that makes you abnormal? No, makes you human. You gotta accept people for who they are. I think today's society is too judgmental. If you look at young girls going through a magazine, they think that, well, I have to be like that model. I have to have the thin body and the good looks. I go, no, you don't. First of all, I look at those models. I don't think they're that, that glamorous. And you know how they maintain that figure? They're put on a strict diet. If that's how you want to lead as a model, you have to be up at a certain time. You have to eat certain foods. You have to exercise. I mean, what kind of fun is that? That, to me, is like, I don't know if I could do that. When I was younger, I did want to become a model, but I actually looked at a model's life. They did like this uh, documentary about what it's really like to be a model. It may not all be glamour and fame. It's a lot of grueling hard work. Like, again, you have to get up at a certain time. You have to stay away from surgery. You have to maintain that figure. If you gain a pound, forget it. That's kind of hard to do sometimes. So it's like basically you're starving yourself. So you can't go out and enjoy food with your friends. You have to sit there and have a salad. Everybody else is eating whatever they, whatever they, whatever they want to eat, which is their favorite food. And you're sitting there eating a salad because, God forbid, if you put on a few pounds, that's it. You're done. I've seen full-fledged models. Full-figured models are beautiful, too. Why do models have to be thin? I always think models come in all shapes and sizes. Why do you have to have in society, we have to glorify women and have them subjected to being, oh, well, I want her because she's skinny, but she looks like a toothpick. Is that what you want in a woman, a toothpick? I'm sorry. I look at women nowadays, and, I, and I've noticed some women around me 
their bodies don't even match. You never notice that? You look at people's bodies, either they're too thin on the bottom and big on top, or small on top and big on the bottom. Now you think to yourself, when you look at these model, fashion model magazines and how these models advertise for these cosmetics, the, the, the women that you see on TV, they're too glorified. There's too much going on. You're not seeing the real person underneath all of that makeup. If you think to yourself, well, I have to look beautiful. I have to be like this and this for my husband or boyfriend. Why? He can't accept you as you are? What is wrong with your true beauty? You know, when people look at my name, they automatically assume, and I've had this in the past and it hurts, when I tell them my name is Aphrodite and then they take a good look at me, they think, you're a goddess? I had someone on Facebook a long time ago look at my picture and then look at my name and go, well, I thought Aphrodite was a beautiful goddess with long flowing hair and she had a nice body. I'm like, but when I look at you, you're nothing like that. Thank you. Thank you for the, for the warm compliment. Thank you so much. I was very sarcastic with this person. And you think because I have an exotic name, I'm supposed to look a certain way? What's in a name? I want to touch on that topic. What's in a name? Everybody always assumes, oh, well, Aphrodite, she should be a beautiful goddess, long flowing hair and a thin body. Yeah, you want to know something? You're, that's a very bad misconception to have just because of a person's name. If that's how you're going to, you know, um, attack people or misinterpret them, there's something seriously wrong with you. I never liked my name to begin with. When I was younger, I didn't like my name because I got teased at so much and the teachers couldn't even pronounce it. And my mother was saying, there's a lot of people in this world that are stupid. Yeah, you're right about that, Mom. There are stupid people. But anyway, um... There's a lot of things that are come with the name of a person. Like I told you, my mother's name is Androniki, right? And I don't know where that name came from. I asked her, why did, why did grandma call you that? Where that name? And she said she didn't even know. So I tried to look it up, but I couldn't really find too much information. Now my father, the Greek version of his name is Yanni, but people called him John, you know, because you're here in America, you're gonna be called John. Although Yanni, that would be a name too. When I think of the musician, his name is Yanni. So, I mean, what difference does it make, you know? Then both of my sisters have normal names, okay? Their name is Marie and Chris. Now I was blessed enough to be named after my grandmother. That's why when people take pot shots at me, is that your real name? No, it's a name I made up because I couldn't think of anything else. I didn't like the one name I had. Of course, that's my real name. I get really offended when people ask me that question. In the beginning, yes, I didn't like my name. I got teased at. And when you get teased and bullied, it's kind of hard to, you know. But now I've learned to accept it. And I get compliments from people. Oh my God, that's a beautiful name. I never knew somebody who had that beautiful name. Oh, that beautiful name, Aphrodite. It suits you so well. It does suit me very well. Because I cannot see myself with another name. I don't like my middle name. But then again, who does like their middle name? Now, if you could be proud of that, I was actually, um, in our culture, we have it, I forget, a certain calendar day, name day, but they celebrate your name. So they celebrated my middle name. 
because I don't know if they have my name, my physical name, the name I have now as name day, but I think they do. I just don't remember what day and what month it is. <laughs> but um, that's what they used to have in, 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 in Greece is name day. They celebrate your name, which is nice. Then you look at other people's names, you know? Do you ever notice that some names just don't fit people? Because I said to my mother, I always wanted the name, and I don't know why, I always liked the name Melissa. Because Melissa in Greek means honey, meli, meli, meli is honey, meli, melissa, melissa, melissa. Then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm kind of getting used to my name. Because I'm getting compliments left and right. You look like an Aphrodite. And can you imagine meeting somebody in your lifetime with that name? Now you should be blessed. You should be blessed. Even when I was going through my cancer, they're like, oh my God, what a beautiful name you have. And I said when I was younger, I didn't like it. <laughs> I always wanted to change my name. I wanted to change my name because I didn't like it. People couldn't pronounce my name. And my mom was like, well, that's why you have stupid people in this part of the world. That if you go into another part of the world, they know what the name is. If you go to Greece, of course, everyone's going to know what Aphrodite is. Aphrodite in Greek is Aphrodite. That's why when you look at the spelling on the birth certificate, how my father pronounced it when he came into this country, because he, he didn't know how to spell, he spelled it A-F-R-O-D-I-T-I. But I don't spell it that way. I spell it A-P-H-R-O-D-I-T-E. And the only way I can get them to change the letters is to go to court. And I said, forget it. It's too much work, you know? It's like two letters that have to be changed. And it's like ridiculous, you know? Then they question you. Are you the same person? As far as I know, I am. Do I look different to you? So it's like, you know, whatever. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So, um, there's a thing that I wanted to say is this. In your lifetime, in your lifetime, we come across people that make an impression on us. If you've ever come somebody in your lifetime that makes an impression upon you, you say, yeah, I met this beautiful woman and this is her name and she has a beautiful story and I'm learning to love her. I actually do love her because she's a very compassionate and giving and beautiful woman with a kind heart and soul and she's such a giving woman and well, I am a giving woman because I don't, I don't see why I shouldn't be. You know how I grew up? I grew up with a giving sense of nature. You know, I look at my father to, for, for everything that he's taught us, and my mother, is they were both good, very, very good teachers. I mean, I love them both. And I think to myself, I learned a lot more about life from them than I did sitting in a classroom. Because again, any type of schooling you get, you're not gonna apply that to the real world. Anything that you learn, you're not gonna apply to the real world. You think about it in these terms. Life is like a giant classroom, but we're all at different grades and levels and how and what we learn and how we apply it in our own lives really says something about the person. You think to yourself, I've come this far. This is where I started. This is where I'm at. This is where I want to be, right? But in order for you to be where you're going to be, you have to fail. You have to fail many, many times before you can say, hey, now I have a measure of success. See, for me, I'm getting a little flustered because I'm trying to find my place in the workforce again. But there's these, this, what's stopping employers, potential employers, is the gaps on your resume. Well, I'm sorry they have to overlook that because everybody has a crisis that they're dealing with or an illness. 
you gotta give that person leeway. Just because they've been out of work for a certain number of years doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. And in order for me to prove myself to people, I have to do that, because it's important. But again, not everybody gives you that fair shot in life. So now I have to think of other ways to get myself noticed. And I think it's important for people to say, hey look, this is what we need to do. Because again, life is just so complicated right now. I'm trying to get myself into, quote, the acting world, but people will look at me and go, you're too old. How do you know how old am I? I didn't even reveal my age. You don't know how old I am. I look young for my age, okay? I don't have, quote, the old look that they had back in the, the, in the 20th century. If you look at women back in the 50s and 60s, yeah, they didn't look like they were in their 30s and 40s. They looked a lot older with the way they dressed. It's like, wow. I said, I hope we don't look like that growing old. And you think to yourself, wow, there's so much. There's so much going on at this point. It's like, wow, wow, wow. But I'll tell you one thing. When you look at a person's name and then you look at that person, they fit. So everyone says, yeah, you do look like an Aphrodite. Thank you. Because Aphrodite is not just the Greek goddess of love and beauty. Aphrodite is more than that. She's a really compassionate woman with a beautiful soul, a beautiful heart. She's warm, she's caring, she's giving. You're lucky to have someone in your life with that name and with that woman. If you think to yourself, was it, I, again, I never appreciated my name at all. I never really liked my name because I got teased at. And then half the times people couldn't pronounce it. And my mother's like, what is up with everybody in this, in this whole world? Why can't they pronounce? Because the name is not common here. But if we lived in Greece, it would be like a normal everyday name, just like Demetrius, just like uh, Anastasia, just like any other name that has Greek sounding. And I think I actually, oh, I went to school with someone. Her name was Mary Anthe. She was a full-fledged Greek. She was annoying as hell. But she was just so into Greek, this and this and this. Mary Anthe, that was her name. I was like, I couldn't take her. She's too annoying for me. It was like, wow. Constant. It was like, uh, you know, everything had to do with the religion. And I thought, okay, you know, but she just overdid it. She was so into her. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, getting into your culture. That's good. But when you meet someone in your lifetime and they're from another another culture, and then, see, what I like is blending of the two cultures. See, that's what I like. Because in the event that you have a family, you know, you have children or whatnot, and you look at them, you're like, okay, so my children are going to be half this and half this. And I'm like, but that's wonderful because they get the best of both worlds. You get a parent that is weak, and then you get another parent that is not. Like in the case of my, my husband, he's from Africa, okay? He's from Africa. And I'm trying to learn his language, but at the same time, I want him to learn mine. We're trying to learn about each other, and that's a wonderful thing. But if you blend both cultures, that's beautiful. And right now I'm watching him, he's just turning me on right now. Oh, he has such a gorgeous smile. You know, it's very rare to find someone in your lifetime that really gets into you. It's in 100% of you and him together. And I want that for the both of us. Our cultures blending together for our children learning about each other's traditions and customs. You know how many times kids will say, oh yeah, my mother is this and my father is this? You should be proud of that. When you're walking to church, all of us hand in hand, 
go to church service and you get to learn both languages. That's a really great thing. You know, nowadays, I think to myself that I'm grateful that I, well, I learned the language just from listening to my mother and father, but I can't fully fluently speak it, but I understand it, you know? And my mother taught me like the basics, you know, how to say certain things, how to write the Greek alphabet and how to write my name in Greek. I mean, she taught me how to do that. And she was a very good teacher. My father too, you know, but my father again, you know, because he came here from Greece to make a, to make a life over here, still he had to learn and I guess he didn't have an education like my mother. My, both my mothers did not, my, both my, I'm sorry, both my mother and father, I was gonna say both my mothers, both my mother and father did not have an education, but they were very smart. So see, not everybody who has an education is quote, smart. And I think that college and, and just school in general is overrated because whatever you learn in life, you learn in life through real, real life struggles, real life obstacles, real life experiences. You don't get that type of learning in school. What do you get to learn? English, math, history, history. And if you think of history, we're talking about World War One and Two and all the others that happened so many years ago. You don't even know if that really happened or not because it's, you don't know if it's factual. But you think to yourself, yeah, it could be, but I don't think it might be, but it could be, but, but not so much. But I'll tell you, I love the idea of learning about a person and where they come from. That's a real life world experience. Instead of having to learn from, quote, sitting in a classroom with a boring professor, you go out there and you meet people and you learn about everything about them, the culture, the traditions, their, their story. This is what makes it so exciting in everyday life. You're not gonna get that through a classroom, I'm sorry to say it. They're my mother and father with the belief that, you know, yeah, because they didn't have an education. I asked them, did you ever want to go and get an education? And they're like, I learned a lot. And my mother was pretty smart. She was smart, so was my father. Both my mother and father were smart and they had no education. So you think to yourself, yes, this is the kind of life that, you know, if I could teach my own kids, I would. Because sometimes sitting in a classroom, you really don't get to learn about life unless you experience it. You have to teach your kids the experiences of life. Let them experience things because that's a good education right there. Not, well, I'm going to sit in a classroom and read from a textbook and get a quiz. I mean, I don't really call that learning. And most of the times when I've gone to school over the years, I don't remember any classes that I really enjoyed. The only class I actually did like was science. Science and English I liked, because I liked learning. I liked reading different books and literature and stuff like that. And I also like mythology too. I think mythology is one of my favorites, because I just love going back to that time period. And then watching the movie Clash of the Titans. I really reckon the original one, not the not the one with Liam Neeson. I tried watching the revised version, didn't it didn't do it for me. The one with Harry Hamlin and, and Laurence Olivier, that was a very good movie. I could watch that over and over and over again. It was just a beautiful movie, good special effects. It's a movie that I just love, and I would recommend you watching it because it talks about all the Greek gods and goddesses, and, and it's just a really good movie. So anyway, so getting back to beauty, again, and then beauty also comes in the form of your name. Now, if you think about people's names, people's names, certain names are beautiful. You think, of, what's the meaning behind a name? Well, with my name, it's the goddess of love and beauty. 
and sex and desire. But um, no, goddess of love and beauty. And the Roman equivalent of that is Venus. But I usually I went to school with someone named Venus, but she was Spanish. But again, what's in a name? If we look up names of people and see where they come from, then you'll know. Actually, that's not a bad idea. That could be my next topic. What's in a name? Let's find the definition of people's names and then pay homage to them. Because I want to know. So I'm going to end this session because it's 7.40 in the evening. And I want to get on to my next topic and do a little research before I start talking. So again, natural beauty is... I think, in my personal opinion, true beauty. Not putting all this makeup on and trying to hide who you are underneath. Show your true self, you know? Again, makeup and cosmetics, eh, they're for some, not for me. I would just do with a little bit of lip gloss, a little bit of blush, and that's it. I'm fine the way I am. Because for me, having too much makeup, again, it's like you're hiding your true identity. Why would you want to do that? So anyway, um, I'm going to let you guys go. Stay safe. God bless all of you. Take care.